Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to part three of the Executive Presence Process Series, where we take you through an actual process that you can use to take the concepts we've been learning in executive presence and apply them to actual situations. So part three is called the point. We've already gone over part one, which was the pain and identifying what that pain is. Very specifically, we've gone over part two, which is what's next. So what is the very next thing you could do to start to lessen that pain? And today we'll go over the third and final step, which is part three the point. So it's really important to remember what is the point of the leadership and the mission and the goal to begin with. It's super important to remember that. And I'll share with you a short story about why that is. So the other day, um, there was an errand or a little task that uh, I had asked my son to do. And uh, he had kind of had a reason to ask me to do it back. I don't even remember like really at the end of the day, um, who was really supposed to be doing it or where we left it off. But long story short, when I went to check on the thing, it wasn't done. So I got bent out of shape. You know, I said something to him. He had a, you know, said something back to me on his position and I was bent out of shape. Now, whether you get the reaction or the answer back when you're in a situation like this, whether it's at work or with a coworker or a family member or just a friend, it's really important to remember the point. Like, what is the point of the thing to begin with and what is the point of the relationship, right? And for me, with my family, the point is to have a strong, healthy, trusting relationship with my family members, right? Not one that's driven by ego and who's right or wrong or positional authority, but to really have a strong respect and caring for each other. So, though as an egotistical, kind of, uh, you know, sometimes weak, <laughs> uh, you know, dad, um, I was, you know, still bent out of shape and just, you know, dying to be right about it. Ultimately, what I did was like, you know what, I'm just going to drop it and let it go. And like an hour or two later, we were doing something else and we were having such a good time. And I knew that if I had said something and made it a bigger stink than I needed to, because the thing that didn't get done wasn't like some huge thing. It was like a tiny minor thing that, you know, no one really would have uh, noticed in a big way. Um, it would have ruined the future moments going forward. And that's the point, right? The point is the relationship, the, the family. The point is not the specific task. So if you think of that task as the pain and what needed to get done and fixing that. Sometimes, you know what, you just need to scrap all that. So the point is sort of a calibration or a recalibration of what the leadership, what the goal, what the mission is about. Because sometimes as leaders, we can get really stuck on the execution of individual silos or steps and lose track of the ultimate goal for the family, for the team, for the organization, if you're an entrepreneur, 
for your business? What is the point, right? Is, is the point to adhere to your uh, return policy or privacy policy? Or is the point to please your customers and have them over the moon so they're talking to everyone and referring your business to everyone else? And what is the point of that? I mean, maybe the point of that is to really provide a product, a service that makes the world a better place, that gives people back time, energy, hope, whatever your product is that brings value, not just to your customers, but to their families, to their coworkers, to the world. So the third point is to execute based on the point. So what is the feeling, what is the presence that you want to generate to help move the point along? And when you do that, people very powerfully feel, wow, this person really gets what's important, right? They're not stuck on minor details. They're not stuck on being right. They understand what the ultimate goal is. And I want to follow someone like that because they're not going to get stuck on stupid. And they're not going to get stuck on details. They're going to say, okay, sometimes to be right, we got to be wrong. Sometimes to be wrong, we got to be right. But at the end of the day, we want to do the right thing and get to that point. So as you go throughout the day, think about that, right? What are situations where you are well within your rights to say something or you think you are or you at least have a debatable <laughs> reason to bring something up? But really, it does not serve the point, right? If you can get over the ego, is it better just to let it go or agree to disagree. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I struggle with this all the time, and especially if it's someone who's subordinate to you, whether it's from a, an official standpoint or whether it's just from a relational pecking order on the team standpoint, that can be very difficult to do. But real leaders, true leaders, understand that. You're not going to notice, right? Often you won't notice because they just kind of quietly let it go. You won't notice, but you do notice people who can't do that because they're constantly bringing up something that's not as important to prove that they're number one or they're right or that you're wrong and to kind of push you down. And how do you respond? Do you want to follow that person? Do you trust that person? Do you have confidence in their ability to lead well in a given situation? So that's it for our executive presence process. I've shared with you the three parts. Part one, identify the pain. Part two, figure out what's next. And part three, always remember what is the point of it all and have your presence, your feelings, everything that you say, do, or wear line up with that. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Today, I want to talk about a topic that I'm super passionate about, which is diversity and the importance of role models. Now, one thing I'd like to share with you is I actually have very few Korean or even Asian role models. Now, 
don't get me wrong, there are people who I've worked with in the past who are Asian that I look up to, and I certainly respect them. But when I say role model, I mean in a deeper sense, right? Someone who's really impacted my career deeply and the way I think about how I conduct myself as a professional and manage my career. So some of the models, uh, role models that I've had uh, in my career, uh, one of the earliest ones was Renee Pope. Um, she was at KPMG for a long time. And when I first met her, I was just so impressed by the way she conducted herself. And I thought to myself as a younger professional, when I grow up, I wanna be like Renee. So I asked her one day, we worked in the same building. I said, Renee, would you be uh, a mentor of mine? And she graciously said yes. And I was not surprised to find out that there were many other people who had asked Renee a similar question because that's just sort of the impression and the executive presence that she gives off. So thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.